<laughs> welcome, welcome everyone back to another episode of Happy Ho Life. I am so per turned on lit up to be speaking to the one and only Irene Veronica, a dear friend of mine, also an incredible solid business mentor, feminine embodiment guide, and just all around amazing fucking woman. Ah, my heart is beaming to have you here, Irene. Thank you for joining us. And hello, if you'd like to introduce yourself as well and just share what is present and alive for you today. You know that the moment right now when you introduce me, I'm looking at you and I just have this overwhelm of beautiful emotions. Like mm. I'm looking at you, introduce me and feel like you're looking into me while you're introducing me. I'm feeling like this woman that I met, what, maybe six months ago-ish, I feel so connected and close to you. It's like, this is so beautiful in this space because we both led with such vulnerability and openness and being open to each other. Yeah. And I just feel so seen by you. I've always felt that way, you know, and, and you've said the same thing to me before and it's just beautiful. I'm literally emotional right now. <laughs> me too. Here we are like, ooh, let's start our episode. Tear it up a little bit. <laughs> I didn't plan to cry, but here we are. <laughs> Uh, I'm just receiving that reflection, Irene. I feel like mm, being in your presence, getting to speak to you, getting to getting to know you over these last several months has just been such a gift. And ooh, actually, maybe, maybe we'll tell the story of, of how we met and how we connected. First date, like, first date. <laughs> <laughs> so shall I start it? Shall I start yeah, it? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. My mentor. My mentor, we're working together. Um, we've been together about a year now. And she's like, hey, I'm going to send you this page. There's this girl. Her name is Michelle. I think you'll really like her page. You'll like her energy. I'm like, yeah, send her to me, you know, of course. So she sends me your Instagram. And it was um, it was one of your memes. You were what my family thinks I do, what I really do, that one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this woman, like, give me more, you know. <laughs> I was instantly like attracted to your vibe, your energy, your page. And it was like, I need to know her more. Mm -hmm. And instantly follow instant, immediate follow immediate favorite, you know, <laughs> immediate, let me see what the hell links she has. How can I get to know her more? You know? And I just, I knew that I wanted to be closer to you. And in that, in the coaching space, you know, it's like a lot comes into play because we're also both coaches and embodiment coaches, you know, and I never once looked at you in that sense of competition or comparison. My mind went straight to, I want to be her friend. I, I pray that she's open to receiving me in her life as well, because it's a two-way street, right? <laughs> I just remember going through your, your page, commenting, liking, and just DM. I think I DM'd you just hi. I really can't remember that first interaction, but then I joined your naughty content and it was all over from there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh wait I'm sitting over here like my face hurts so much from smiling just receiving <laughs> your words I mean yes and I felt the exact same way about you like I'm trying to remember like what was our first DM interaction or whatever it might have been but I just felt instantly like my soul felt safe with you it, like it was just like there's none of that guarded energy of wounded sisterhood or any of this energy of like, oh, I don't know, like this, this talented, beautiful, amazing woman. She's my competition. It was like, 
I felt that without you even saying it, I felt the open invitation for sisterhood from, from your energy and from your presence. And I feel like our, our friendship and our relationship just kind of blossomed from that place of just openness and like walls down, vulnerability out. And, you know, I just remembered as well that um, I remember our first like actual interaction. Now we never really officially met alone. I invited you to meet me on a girl date. I was called, it was a girl date series on my Instagram live. Yeah. yeah that's that's how we actually, like, we had never had one-on-one conversation before that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was of, yeah. Little bits of DMs, but we met on an Instagram live. Wow. And I was just like, I need her. I need more of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that as well. Oh, that was so beautiful. And I'm curious for you, Irene, and I'm reflecting upon this for myself. Do you feel like at some point in your journey, sacred sisterhood became easier or more like softer to enter that space of sacred sisterhood? Because I know I can speak for myself that even when I first entered the coaching industry back in like 20, 2017, 2018 timeframe, there was definitely a period when I felt threatened by other women when I felt in a lot of comparison with entrepreneurs, right? That energy of like, oh my God, like, you know, that, that idea of like my client, I'm not having that in air quotes right now, like my client, like hire my coach. Oh my God. And, and that energy as if like the same energy as if like your two best friends become friends. And that, that small part of you, that fearful part of you is like, Oh no, but if they're friends, it, it makes our friendship less special. And that part of you that like wants to wants to panic and wants to grip. And it's just ah, the kind of the kind of love that can enter the room when we like drop the gripping and the controlling and just say, there's more than enough love to go around. <laughs> like there's more than enough sisterhood to go around. And I'm curious, your experience of sisterhood, has it always been hmm, a beautiful space of reciprocity, or was it a journey for you as well? You know what? It was a journey. And you're just like, I haven't thought about this in I think ever as I've been in the coaching space, but how I am this way. Because mm -hmm. I first started working with my mentor. I remember telling her this, like, yeah, I don't feel that comparison. And mind you, she was we were new to each other at the this was at the very beginning. And she's like, mm, you know, it'll come up. Let's let's play with this. And you know, I really for a while I was like, no, I just really don't. However, doesn't mean there never was. I, I, I don't even think I've told you this story. Um, or maybe, I, you know, I used to work at the pool, right? Yeah. So I'm from, for those, for the listeners, uh, I live in Las Vegas. And the, my last life before uh, being in the coaching space, I worked at one of the day clubs, the party pools. The specific one was called Wet Republic. And Wet Republic for a long time was the pool to work at. Like the best one in Vegas, one of the two best ones. And Michelle, you literally have... I don't know, thousands of women interviewing in a bikini for 45 spots, maybe 50. So they're hiring 50 girls, thousands of girls interviewing thousands. Yeah. Oh. And you're literally your competition are your friends. Cause you know, I worked at the pool so many seasons, you make friends with the girls and you're, I worked there before. And like, you know, there's this, your, it's not just your energy. It's also your body, you mm. know? In the interview in a bikini, you're in an interview in a bikini, you're standing in front of a panel of six or seven executives in suits, you know, in a dark, cold room with a spotlight on you, yeah. you know, when you walk in in your bikini, hi, it's a 45 second interview. 
you do a little turn and then your best friend goes and does the interview as well. It's like, there's that low key vibe of like, fuck, of course I want us both to get it. But then there's also that low key vibe of, oh, I hope she misses the gym. Go eat a fucking donut. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like naming those darker parts of ourselves that do arise at these moments sometimes. And and honoring just the intensity of that interview process and 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 the way in which it like really sets you up for comparison, like looking around the room, observing other women's bodies, observing how they hold themselves and their confidence. And and that whole idea of another woman being beautiful takes away from our beauty. And it's we're so conditioned to to see each other as competition versus seeing each other as safe spaces to be seen and, and be held. I feel like the friendship, the kind of friendship that can happen between women when the vulnerability is there, when just the the honesty is there, even the honesty of, hey, I got really activated by your success or, hey, like you are so beautiful and it makes me feel a little bit insecure. Even just like naming those darker thoughts that are in the room, I feel like clears any of that lingering shame that we might have for for feeling that way because I know I've definitely had sisterhood wounding come up in in mastermind spaces and in in just the coaching world and entrepreneurship in general but when we remember that each and every one of us has like such special unique beautiful magical gifts that live within us that couldn't possibly be replicated I just feel that it allows us to be able to see each other in our highest and like even just sitting here looking at you I'm like and I feel that same I think what you just said there is where the beauty of the comparison shadow or that wanting to be validated comes up or the issue is when we fight it you know it's bringing it to light and noticing yeah you know what that's there and not making it wrong. It's okay that it's there. We're human. And when it's there, like, you know what? I see you. Now, what about that thing is activating me? Okay. The success. Okay. I desire that success. That's okay for me to desire that success. Now, what's my relationship to that success? Am I doing the work and being, you know, taking radical responsibility for yourself? And am I doing the work to be in a position of that success? And that's where the activation comes in from. It's not the person. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection of sometimes what needs to be done in you, right? Mm. Yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> you men, happy day. <laughs> yes, all of it. <laughs> um, and actually, as you were speaking, you know, and who doing all these happy dance hip motions reminded me of the embodiment magic, the magic of being connected to our sensuality, the magic of fully inhabiting our bodies, which I feel, Irene, is something that you just embody and model so so powerfully like I'll have Irene's Instagram linked in the show notes below so definitely 100% click on her Instagram and follow her because I just feel like you know even watching your reels like watching you I think recently you posted a reel of and it was a mirror work practice you were doing right and you were you like beautifully narrated the experience for us where you were sharing you know, like sometimes mirror work is like this, like beautiful, sexy, delicious thing. And and sometimes you look in the mirror and the tears arrive. Sometimes you look in the mirror and you can like read the pain that lives in your heart on your face. And I'm curious for you, one, what, what was the entry point for you to really 
step into your body and feel comfortable in your sensuality and be able to express that. Like I actually, I don't know that I fully know your journey around sensual expression and feminine embodiment, but it just, again, it's something that like, it just, you live and breathe it with such grace and such power. Thank you for seeing me in that. I even got just emotional remembering that moment. You know, all of my shares, especially that one, it's a very, it's in the moment, you know, making that thing was like a 20 second reel. It's that was 27 minutes of video that I put into like 20 seconds, you know, and my journey has definitely was definitely not easy. Um, I had Bell's palsy in early, let's, I don't even know the date. Let's say like 15 years ago. And um, Bell's palsy is when half of your face goes paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was in college, I was a communications major. I was doing commercials on TV and marketing. And when I was in my mid twenties, I'm like, my career is over. You know, like I can't do this. I was so self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's one side of it. And the, the other side of it was intimacy. You know, when you're dating somebody and you get to know a man, even friends, we're mm-hmm. looking at each other in the eyes right now. Yeah. Even through the room. I couldn't make eye contact with anybody. I had half a droopy face. Mm-hmm. You know, so anytime someone would look at me, I would look away. Or, mm-hmm. and when it came to relationships and men, I used my body to connect because I couldn't connect intimately. Eyes, I was quick to have sex. Mm-hmm. I was quick to be the one like, oh, it's got to be the best sex ever, but not from a healthy space. You know, I got to push the limits, do things I don't want to do to keep them here because that's how I'm going to keep the person by using my body, by being the naughtiest thing, by being this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point where I, you know, I, I, I say this with love and respect for my past self and there's with no disrespect, but like a whole phase, but not from a healthy space, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I want that guy to be my friend. I want him to like me, you know, and it was very dark place. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, one day I just, I, I had a very traumatic friend that passed away. And um, in that journey of him passing away, I went into massive depression. So in that depression, it was that on top of everything else that came up, my disconnection from my body, I had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. So I ran, I ran and thank you, baby Jesus, that my addictions were not drugs, alcohol, or sex. You know, my addictions were travel <laughs> my addictions were learning different modalities of yoga healing wow. stuff. yeah I lived in Thailand for a year during that time and um I started doing these different healing journeys and really really falling in love with myself but it took me completely taking myself to another country and going to a place where nobody knew me nobody knew and again I say this with love but nobody knew that my face was that way it wasn't always that way you know like they didn't know because like, I still have some residual to this day, I'm trying to find another way to explain it because I don't like saying residual damage, but it is, it's nerve damage, but mm-hmm. I don't like saying that, you know? Um, so I don't have full control of the left side of my face still. Mm-hmm. That has been such a journey of the beginning was learning how to pose myself, learning how this and that. And now it just is, you know, and it was really falling in love with myself all over again, getting to know myself all over again in a different level. And at the same time, um, you believe in energy as well. It's no surprise that it's the left side of my face, the feminine side receiving, 
Mm-hmm. And all my life, you know, from childhood, I have I've had problems receiving. Today, it's it's actually st- I'm a lot better at it. You know, I'm I joyfully receive in everything when it comes to sex and receiving and finances and receiving love and joy. I receive openly now, but it was such a journey, mm-hmm. and it just came from really. I don't say this lightly. Truly, truly losing myself. And hitting rock bottom in that sense to know like there's more to life. I want to love life. When I saw my friend die at 32 years old, I was like, I found him. And it was just, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fucking feel life. And that's my my tagline that I always say is lust for life. I'm going to lust for life so much because I'm gonna live extra hard for him and for myself. Because I was in, in that dark phase for about my goodness, six years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel, and you, you, I, I, there's no loss of time. Everything happens for a reason, you know, as long as you make the most of it. But I do feel like in a sense, six years were just muted of my life stopped, you know, when it came to like, even um, the way I invested or did not invest the way I spent money, the way I did everything would just stopped. So then after that, when I felt like I came back home, I came back to my heart and I loved every single part of me. It was starting all over again. Meaning like when I came back from Thailand, getting to know myself, which I did very well, falling in love with myself again, and then reintegrating myself into my circle. My mom needed to know me all over again. My family needed to know me in my happy space because I was dark, my best friends. And it's just, yeah, my journey has definitely not been a cruise control straight line. Mm. Wow. Irene, I'm, I feel like I'm chilled, tears. <laughs> like, I'm just so deeply moved by these parts of your story that I hadn't gotten to see you in yet. And it's such a gift to, to see you in these pieces of your story and in the ways in which you own your darkness mm-hmm. and the ways in which you aren't afraid to share like yeah it took like hitting a fucking rock bottom it took and I and I heard you when you said it it's like people are like oh I lost myself and it's like no like there's a level of losing yourself that can be so dark and so heavy but to have walked forward from that place and led yourself back really back home to yourself it's just so so beautiful and as you were speaking to, I resonated so much with your story, which I feel like the more and more I learn more about your story, the more and more I'm like, ah, oh, our souls are on the same fucking frequency. <laughs> Even as, as you were talking about your post palsy and, and that, you know, the struggle of like looking people in the eye, because you're like, oh, don't look at me. I had very, a very similar experience, but with my autoimmune disease and with eczema and like DH rash, there was like a period of like a year when my my entire face was just like covered in eczema and like weeping like list it was like so like I even like looking in the mirror to myself like I was terrified of myself I was like I am a monster this is horrible and I remember even like going to the grocery store and like making eye contact with like the sales clerk the checkout was cashier was like too much and I would just like have my head down anywhere that I went and and yeah like that experience of feeling like I want to not be seen at all costs and I will do whatever it takes and and in your case right it's like 
that that disconnection from our bodies, right? That part of us that's like not in our power and our bodies, not leading ourselves from that place that actually feels nourishing to our soul and the way that you walked yourself back to that. Like I just I see and feel and know all the ways that you nourish and love yourself now. And it's so beautiful to hear the like the fucking journey that you went on to to get to this place. And of course it's never a destination. It's always that ever flowing cycle of meeting yourself where you are, allowing yourself to grow and evolve and, and really remember, like, I'm curious for you, Irene, I know for me, it's every time I evolve or go through like a death and rebirth cycle, rather than feeling like I'm like up leveling or like becoming someone new, it more feels like I'm descending deeper into my own heart and allowing parts of my soul that had maybe been hidden or that I tucked away somewhere because I didn't think they were worthy or I didn't think that they should be seen it's like I imagine like a beautiful castle and it's like whooshing all the dust off of these beautiful soul that I tucked away for whatever reason you know as, as we grow up we learn like don't be that that's not acceptable or or even as women right it's like the conditioning of being pretty and oh be beautiful and that's your job in society and it's like but we're also fucking hilarious (laughs) we're really fucking smart like we have so much more to offer to the world than a lot of the things that we're conditioned to and I'm curious for you in that journey of of coming home to yourself and and really learning to live and inhabit your body again I'm curious like on from like an internal landscape perspective what what did that feel like like were there moments of of grieving along the way were there moments of remembrance and celebration along the way what did it feel like for you you know first of all I want to address that I love your perspective of the castle with the dust because my or your analogy Mine is not so beautiful. It's sexy. Mine is literally the onion. (laughs) Literally picture the onion and the layers coming off. You know, I'm like, I want to be a castle. You know, (laughs) I want to picture a castle. I want to picture an onion. (laughs) So here we are with the castle, with the palace, dusting off the palace. And then I'm the onion. You know, I mean, I'm like onions and garlic are essential to life so onions are very beautiful and important you know um it's been a, it's always a mix of emotions you know as you're talking about this little triggers will come up that remind me of certain things like when you said the grocery store you know I remember um kids would look at me kids would look at me and like our point and you know kids are so innocent it, it hurt times 10 when kids would stare or say something you know, and then um, a story I feel I, I want to share when about the rock bottom, just because it came up as intuitively, it just came up as you were speaking, mm-hmm. remembering things like New York, because maybe you were in New York, it came up. But I remember a moment when I, I knew this is not okay. You know, I was partying and drinking a lot to escape. I woke up one morning in New York in a dark room and I opened my eyes and I'm like, oh, there's somebody next to me. You know, and I was like racking my brain, like, who the fuck am I sleeping next to? You know, who is that? I had no idea, Michelle. And I got my phone to, you know, the light from the phone. And I was like, in the dark, trying to use my light phone to see the person's face. And I was like, oh my God, this is not okay, Irene. 
you know, this is not okay. And at that moment, I'm like, it was what, that was one of the moments where it's like, this needs to change, you know? So Mm -hmm. when we talk about when you, now the story is going to come back into the story. When you talk about what that reflection and what it's like, it's like a lot of times it's, you know, like stories like that, that make me think about the old version of me. However, today I'm a, I'm a person that journals. So I have years of journals and I love to go back and read my old journals. Um, my ayahuasca ceremonies journaling during it are beautiful if you've done a journey please journal during and right after and then read it years later it makes things make sense as years go by (laughs) Um, I have a story there too however I look back and I have so much love for younger me so much love for that version of me that didn't know any better she did the best with what she knew Mm -hmm. and so at times there is a grieving but a grieving from a very clean space of like she's gone and I celebrate her. Mm. I am emotional. Again, telling you this, it's like, I went through that to help other women to be seen, to know that, Hey, it's okay. You know, those stories, those things that you did, the times you said yes, when you didn't want to, you know, the times that you used your body, because that's how you thought you were going to be loved and liked, Mm -hmm. you know, the times that you know, I've shared with you before that I had a phase in life where I date, I was attracted to unavailable men, whether they had a girlfriend, whether they were married, whatever it was. And that was me, like my subconscious proving to myself, you're not going to be chosen. You're just good enough for sex. You're just good enough for the happy times. Mm-hmm. And it was like eye-opening in my coaching journey when I realized that that's not for me. That's not who I am. But I look back with so much love for that woman because it's because of those stories and those times and experiences and my openness to talk about it that heals the collective that, Hey, those feelings are normal. Am I proud of that? Fuck no. It's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing. I'm not proud of it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, Ooh, you know, my friends now that are married, like, Ooh, that was me. You know, it's like, ew. However, I love her. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it's happy, but there's always an underlying gratitude for that woman. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm like, Finding my voice, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that was just like a channel, powerful heart felt like from the depths of your soul." Kind of share, it really I really was. Like I'm like oh. collecting my collecting my tears here. That was just so that? beautiful. <laughs> just oh, like ah, wow. The listeners, can we just explain? I'm in our podcast in a bikini because it just feels right. Michelle, so is Michelle. <laughs> Literally doing this episode wearing bikinis because it's hot outside, but it's just like that energy of, and like what you just named, Irene, of there can be parts of our past and versions of ourselves that it'd be easy to look back and like cringe and be like, ew, how would they ever like that? How embarrassing. And it's like, yeah, we can own sometimes we feel embarrassed about past versions of ourselves. But when we drop all the way down and into our heart, it's like, no, at the end of the day, looking back on those versions of ourselves with so much love and so much just like awe of like, oh my fucking God, you survived, you endured. And it's because of those versions of us that we stand here today. It's because of the five-year-old version of us, the 13-year-old version of us, the 25-year-old version of us, the, you know, however old you are, the 50-year-old version of you, it's they endured, they lived. And 
I think I said this in a previous podcast episode, but when I was in my autoimmune healing journey and then releasing the identity of the sick girl, I was thinking about it in in the same realms of the way we grieve if we lose a loved one, like like the loss of your friend that you experienced and, and the trauma of that. It's in so many ways when we are grieving and letting old versions of us die, it's in a way, it's like a proper response to grieve. It's a proper response to to have moments of sadness or moments of intentionally allowing ourselves to let go because I feel like when we when we love deeply and that love shifts or changes forms or transitions even within ourselves as we look back and grieve the loss of the person that we once were it's to live bravely to live freely to live fully it's like that that's the way we honor them. That's the way we honor ourselves and all the beautiful baby versions of us that have ever existed. And and even like, I always love to connect to my timeline as well and, and think of like a future version of me somewhere. She's also on the timeline looking back at me in the present moment. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, dancing for you. Dancing in honor yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I just... The way that you shared, Irene, just so openly and honestly, I feel that's one of, as you said, like one of your really deep soul gifts as well is being a person who's willing to go first and being a person who is willing to lead themselves powerfully behind the scenes. Because obviously, like, as all of you will find out, if you don't already know Irene and you go to follow her Instagram, it's you lead with such power and grace and in your energy is so oh, it just like leaps off the screen. Like your, your radiance is just so full of life and color. And to get to hear the journey that you've been on to, to land in this place where you can speak with such grace and confidence and, and also look back on, on your evolutions with such love. It just, just speaks so deeply to the person that you are, Irene. And I'm just I'm like, just taking a moment to like soak you in, you just magical, brilliant goddess queen, just ah, like just basking in your energy. Mm -hmm. You know, a big part of what you just said, going first and sharing so openly, the one of the biggest aha moments and things that I realized was when you own your story, Mm -hmm. I own my story. When I own it, when I can say it, when the things that I don't want to say, I'm quote, quote, embarrassed of, or, you know, regret all those things that I wish I quote, did not do. When you own your story, nobody else can own it. Nobody else can come back and, oh, well, you did this. Did you know Irene did that? Did you know? Da-da-da-da? Yeah, bitch. Cause I, you know, cause I talk about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go fucking head. Talk shit about it. I, I, I talk shit about it too. It was embarrassing. <laughs> You know, when you own your story, that past version of you, you feel free, yeah. free, like, oh, nobody holds any power over me because there's not a thing in my life that I have not already talked about that I have not already admitted to openly said or shared myself. Nobody has any power over me today. Mm. <laughs> I feel that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I love that you brought this and it's like mm, that you brought this piece forward, Irene, because I think it is so important. It's like what we don't take ownership over owns us, right? Or if we don't take our power back from these situations, then our power is just like leaked out somewhere in the ethers back in some situation or with some other person. And it's 
when we can say like you like you just said Irene it's like when we can really own like this is my story this is who I am this is who I've been and I'm not ashamed of it right it's like shame eats away at our heart when we hold it in versus when we actually just can speak the parts of us that we have felt shame around or have felt like we've been conditioned like no 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 you need to hide that part of you you need to lie about that part of you you need to conceal that part of you it mm, I feel like it's like I just envision like mm, all of our inner parts all of our magical amazing parts like I know for me it's like there's like a Korean grandma in there there's a fluffy potato in there there's a happy hoe in there there's a sacred slut in there there's a cat in there there's a bird in there there's like so many aspects of me and it's like I feel like I went my whole fucking life or at least the first two decades of it it's like scrubbing all those parts of me like into a box or like into one of the closets in the castle and it's like spending all my energy like guarding the door of this closet where everything is hiding and I'm like like out of fucking breath like trying to just like keep everything inside keep it inside and it's like oh my god no wonder I was just exhausted no wonder I got fucking sick with autoimmune disease I was spending all of my energy guarding this door and it's like why like for what for who and I just feel like that when that moment arrives when it's like the bigness of your soul like can no longer fucking tolerate us denying ourselves or or hiding parts of ourselves it's like the door just swings open and all these parts of us just come flooding up to the surface. And, and for a moment, it can be like, whoa, I didn't even know all that was in there. Hello, all these parts wow. of me. Nice to be reacquainted. And where, where, the question that wants to come through for you, Irene, is I'm curious in, in this journey and evolution, do you feel like there were parts of you that were like shoved into the closet oh. or like shoved into the onion. Like what, what if any parts of you have you let escape and be free? Let me tell you, <laughs> you know, as, so when you are, you know, when you start doing this work, let's, I'm, uh, I'm going to use expression and like sharing all of you, obviously that's what we're talking about. And when you start doing the healing work and start, un no, not, I'm not going to say peeling off the onion. I'm going to say sweeping out the dust out of the palace. <laughs> When you start doing that, for me, and very often I see it happen, the pendulum goes way the other way and it turns into oversharing, over slutting, over this and over that, right? My <laughs> pendulum went all the fucking way around. <laughs> and that is where enter my OnlyFans phase. And it's zero, we've talked about this before, but um, zero regrets. I love every part of everything I did and everything I didn't do, you know? And in that, that's such a powerful part of my story because that was my pendulum. Mm -hmm. And in that, I found all the parts of me. So Irene Veronica is my name. My OnlyFans name is Veronica. My alter ego is Veronica with a K because she's just this like <laughs> tattooed and naughty. And all, she's all of the things that I had shoved down. So when I look into my OnlyFans, like I was looking at my old videos the other day, the, the kinks came out on me all my curiosity and sexual desires as far as, and, you know, I explored a lot of that in my dark phases. Cause that's where I was trying to reel the men in. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a sexual thing there, but the comfort of exploring, let's say, for example, dominatrix and playing with subs and but the attire, the wigs, the costumes, mm -hmm. um, you know, BDSM, like all this very detailed side of me that I really wanted to explore. And even when it came to like my dark phase where I did use my body and use sex. I also didn't have a voice to say, Hey, I mm -hmm. want to try this. 
Mm-hmm. It was more like, what does he want? You want to put on the butt? All right, I don't want it, but let's go. You know, it was more yeah, like his want. pleasure versus for your pleasure. Yes. So in my OnlyFans, I found myself doing videos and just connecting over things with um, like dominatrix, BDSM, fire. I was, I'm a fire. I get love fire. Burning, not burning myself. I'm like, be careful with my wording, but <laughs> wax, hot wax, you know? Um, yeah. And that very creative side of me that wanted to come out like whips and chains kind of thing. And it was fun to explore that, but also exploring like my very, very silly side. You know, every, <laughs> every morning on my OnlyFans, I did bra, like maybe sheer or very sexy lingerie, hula hoop in the mornings. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? But <laughs> what the fuck is that? But I wanted to do that. And I'd make my hula hooping, you know, Hula hooping in lingerie videos every morning because that's what I wanted to do. And the pendulum went way far over, you know, and, but it was very fun, like zero regrets, very important part of my story. But in that, I explored every single thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I just feel like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, meeting the pendulum wherever it swings, but I love that you can speak to just no regrets for the beautiful exploration of these corners and pockets of yourself that had gone unexplored and, and connecting to your own desires of, you know, what would be fun this morning? I want to put on laundry and fucking hula hoop. I'm like, shit, I want to do that. I want to get a hula hoop so I can do that tomorrow. Yeah, that's hula like, hoop. That's hula hookers. <laughs> oh my God, I was screaming. Yes. It's like, I feel like so often we label that as like oh that's like that's weird that's like too silly and it's like well have you tried it it sounds like a lot of fucking fun to me and and I think as well even just in you naming that I love that it also brings up this dialogue around as women like we can be sexy and silly we can be like dark and just like filled with overwhelming light I know for me as a woman it's like sometimes like shovish crossroads into all these little boxes of like oh, well, if you're going to be sexy, well, then just be sexy. Don't add silly into it. And it's like, why Why can't those two parts of you merge? Why can't those two parts of you blend and play together? And it's the permission that you gave yourself to explore and to meet these parts of yourself. It's just so beautiful to witness and to, to hear about that chapter of your life. I mean, like, oh, so good. And, and I think as well, what was I going to say? Ah, it like floated away, but but it'll come back. Mm, something about the embodiment piece. Oh yeah, it's like so often I feel that I know for me in my own like sexual expression and that sensual embodiment for so many women, it's growing up, it's it's for somebody else. It's like, okay, I need to put on this performance for somebody else's sake, for somebody else's pleasure, for somebody else's comfort, for somebody else's happiness versus being able to wake up in the morning and put on your lingerie and just hula hoop because it brings you joy or like dress up and wear wigs and like play with whips and chains and all these things. Not because it's like, oh, it's, it's for them. It's for him. It's for their pleasure. It's like, this is just me exploring me. And I feel that there's something so potent and beautiful about that. And I've definitely found even in my exploration of my sunroom, which for those who don't know, it's a bit of a cross between OnlyFans and Instagram, but even just being on that platform and having a space to to talk about and share stories, I just feel it's so 
healing to allow ourselves these spaces to explore and mm, I'm curious for you as it is called the happy whole life podcast Irene I'd love to hear like oh what's coming through is what are your favorite ways to connect to your inner happy ho or or even I'm curious I'll take one step back actually like mm, is there like a a definition within your own heart of how you would describe your inner happy ho or or sacred slut or or whatever phrase resonates is there any way that you would describe that part of you and and then the second piece to that question is anything that you do in just your day-to-day life like in those small moments made sacred that helps you connect to that part of you yeah, that's a really good question. I've never thought about how I describe her, how I talk about her. And the first thing that comes to my mind, and it's a very basic answer, you know, but it's freedom. Ah. It's freedom to have that, what's the word? Give me a, to have that safety. Freedom mm. to have that safety. I mean, look at my, my body language right now. Freedom to have that safety in my heart and my body to know that whichever part of me wants to come through, she can. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that she is safe within my body first, because I always say that to in order to express yourself outwardly to anybody else, to your partner on the Internet, it's the extreme. You know, you mm-hmm. have to be able to express that to yourself. And even before that, you have to know, oh, I do have a silly side. I do want to express that. It's like creating that safety and freedom. Like I know that I can literally do act, play, do whatever I want to do. Um, yeah, I'm going to just end that there. Cause that, that's literally it. And how I would say I connect to her. It's really strange because I, I do it second nature. And when you ask me the question, I just did it. Um, I, so I practice with the only eggs. I practice mm-hmm. like, I call it kitty weightlifting. Um, I, I just made it, it's my term, whoever, but kitty weightlifting, I call it, it's the yoni eggs. And what, what this practice is, it's, um, you have a yoni egg, which you insert inside your kitty and, Yes. You, there's a little string connected to it and there's a little bag and in the little bags over time you put uh, a rose quartz crystal or whatever but mine is a rose quartz crystal and then over time you put two then you add more over time and in that practice because it's connected that's how this is part of my my personal practice of how I reconnected to my, my body and did a lot of sexual trauma healing I have never talked about this even online very bits because it's just it's personal it's not that I'm shy about sharing anything it's just personal um and really connecting to Kitty to the point of like, I am not only energetically connected to her, but physically connected to her. Mm-hmm. And part of the practice is also like finger, essentially fingering yourself, you know, and connecting to the point of, okay, I can move the right wall. Oh, let me move the left wall. It sounds really crazy. And to me, when I first heard about this, I was like, no fucking way you can do that. You know, no fucking way. And fast forward to now, I'm going to tell you this. When I've had sex with somebody in the middle of sex, I'm like, oh my God, hold on. Tell me if you can feel the difference. And we'll play. I'm like, can you feel only one side? Yeah. Can you feel both squeezing? Like, you know, <laughs> can you feel that? And I mean, it's been, it's been a long time now that, that I do that practice. So you can, you know, and me knowing that I'm really connected to her that way. She's, she's me. Um, so when you said that naturally, I compare it to keg. I mean, it is essentially kegels, you know, it's like kegels. Yeah. Um, so when you said that, is there a way I connect to her? Now, now we're going to the other extreme. I literally squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I literally squeeze. It just kind of happens. And it's actually second nature as part of my very, almost, almost every day, my morning practice, a couple of squeezes. Sometimes I'll do this, um, 
breath work where I connect to the squeezes. I hold, release, and um, hold, release in certain ways and, and squeeze to where it's like a 15, 10, five minute thing. But oftentimes it's just like a five, 10 pumps to just, hi, baby. <laughs> you know? uh, hi, baby. Lizzie <laughs> is like so happy hearing about this. She's like dancing, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi, baby. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing about this practice, Irene. It just sounds so sacred right and even as you said it's like sometimes maybe it's like a longer practice and sometimes maybe it's just like 10 little squeeze hello baby (laughs) that moment of checking in that moment of connection with self that moment of like bringing yourself into your body whatever whatever that looks like I think is just when we can incorporate things like this into our daily life right because when I think of like happy whole life. Like, what does that even mean? It's, it's all these small moments that we choose to make sacred with ourselves. Like it's, it's how we lead ourselves in the ordinary days. It's allowing ourselves to experience life through our body and, and that connection to our sensuality. And it's just mm, like, like I said, I'm like, mm, my womb space feels like warm (laughs) and tingly. Here you just describe the way you connect yourself. It's just beautiful and I feel as well like one of my practices is like I'll channel the voice of my pussy like I'll the same way I like invite my inner child into the room sometimes I'm like inner child what are you afraid of what do you need what do I need to know and like I'll automatic write with her it's like I do the same thing I'll be like pussy my love what do you got for me today and I'll like visualize as if her voice could speak and write and I'll just let her write and speak and it's just it's like in these really small practices that as you said it's like you talk to people who maybe are not familiar with this work and they're like what the fuck does channel your pussy mean that's weird or like what do you mean hi kitty what is that (laughs) it's like I too like years ago someone was like oh yeah I channel my pussy in the morning or I like say hi kitty to my pussy in the morning I'd be like the fuck are you talking about that's so weird and now I'm like of course like who doesn't do that right <laughs> I love that a pussy voice channeling your inner pussy voice what'd you call how'd you, how'd you word that yeah channel your pussy that's what that. it's actually a module in one of my programs actually it's like module two of my program siren is channel your pussy <laughs> but it's an important so important to connect to our bodies in 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 whatever way feels good to us, whether that's through dance or through pleasure wands or yoni eggs or EFT tapping or or like you said, to breath work and just the combination of all these different beautiful things. But just tuning into my heart space to see if there's any last thoughts, feelings, anything else that wants to come forward and. I'll invite the same for you, Irene. If there's any last threads on your heart and you're like, oh, I would like to speak to this, any last stories that want to be shared. And if you feel complete, that is perfect too. Hmm. I do feel a story already. The moment you dropped in, I do feel a message and another quick story to share. The message is you know, all like the practices, they're fun, they're juicy, they sound like, yeah, I want to try that. But it's so important when you feel any resistance, when something resistance or curiosity to lean into it, 
it's not just about what it looks like or to say I channeled my pussy or to say I tried these kegels. This it's not just to say that to really lead it because that's where the magic happens. It's it's healing work, and I I want to share um, one more practice that I'm currently learning. Um, so it's going to be a little choppy come out, but the reason I'm sharing this is because it, it feels very next level for me, and I think it's a very powerful healing tool and 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 funny of how it came up, but it's um, exploring. And the purpose is for me is sexual trauma healing and pleasure. It's my partner. It's fun. It feels good too, you know, (laughs) Um, but it's very interesting. I think you'll find, maybe you've explored it, but it's um, cervix, exploring cervix, cervix orgasm for healing. And this wand that I bought, um, it's a glass wand, but it's aggressive looking. It's like, 14 inches long I think or 12 14 inches long maybe like and it looks like a w maybe there's like balls on one side it was my first glass wand it's glass one side of it's quite pointy pointy and it I literally got the box and it's from self-cervix I got the box and I opened it and no joke like a movie I closed it back again I was like oh that motherfucker is scary I don't know about that (laughs) I don't know about that so it sat in the box for about a month, but I left it out and I'd walk by my dresser like, oh, motherfucker, no, no. I, 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 so then one morning I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get him out of the box and leave him, him out so I can get used to seeing him. Like, okay. So now uh-huh. he was out for about another month on my dresser. See him every day. Hey, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And then, you know, one day, and I had watched them her masterclass and course on it, I, but I was not ready. Mm-hmm. And um, one morning, one afternoon, I'm like, you know what? Today's the day. It was a microdosing day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the day. This is the day. And it's a very gentle practice. And it's very gentle. Um, and the, the pointy part is because you're getting to the cervix. Mm-hmm. Oh, this orgasm was the wildest and most emotional orgasm, but my, the way my body responded, I mean, it was like, first of all, what happened first? I, I don't remember the order. I have a journal about it somewhere. Um, my body, like literally it's going to look funny. I wish you could see me in the podcast, but my arms went shot out like this, like literally my fingers were like this, my toes, my legs, <laughs> I was on my back. My legs came up like this. My toes were like this too. And I was like, oh. My, my arms and legs were doing this. My arms and my toes. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> everything was tightened. But this orgasm was all over, like internally in my body. And I could not move it. And I couldn't, nothing came out. It was like tightness, right? Followed by this intense crying, Michelle. Mm. But like a tears that I, I've cried like this one other time. It was in one of my ayahuasca ceremonies. Mm-hmm. like so baby like uh, like crying wow. and a voice I've never heard I was like ah like this weird and you're like who is this voice who, who is this voice is this yeah and actual tears came out followed by this is in a matter of a minute to a minute and a half it was like a long time for an orgasm followed by uh laughter this crazy ass laughter like you would think that I was in a, I don't know what you would think was going on in my room, you know? Like, yeah. And, you know, afterward I was so spent and exhausted, you know, um, 
And then after that, though, maybe I don't know, 30, 20 minutes passed by, I had so much energy and it took me a while to want to go back in because it was so intense. Uh, and it's something I'm currently practicing and exploring. But every time that happens, that's a release. How powerful is that release? <sighs> yeah, even just hearing about it, I'm like, I feel like my body, it just softened. Even hearing about your experience, Irene, that's just. And I just want to be clear. This is a for a healing thing. My, my why was to release the, the energy of every man that I had been with out of from a not clean mm -hmm. space. You know, I wanted to clear my clear my sexual energy. Clear my vagina, clear my kitty, clear my pussy space to make her, to show her that, you know what, mama, like you are healed and mm -hmm. release that energy. Go. And now, you know, now I'm looking for, there's still more, more to do there, but I'm looking forward to that. And then transforming this energy to some manifesting, you know, and mm -hmm. using this energy, utilizing this energy a different way. Um, I'm going to end that there because I could keep talking forever, but I just think it's a very powerful tool to share with where this conversation is going. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad that you shared this piece, Irene. And I think as well, that entire story, that beautiful story also so beautifully encompasses this, this idea too, that you get to move at the pace that is right for you. You get to move at the pace that's right for your body and your nervous system, whether that's in your self-expression journey or your journey with reclaiming your pleasure for yourself or reclaiming your sexual energy for yourself, whatever it might be. It's there's no, there's no rush. There's no needing to get to a certain place at a certain time, right? I know sometimes even like in the self-expression journey, it can be like, okay, what's the most vulnerable thing I could say on the internet today? Let's go. And it's like, if that's what you want, then like, of course, fuck yes, go to that place. But there's also there's nothing wrong about like in this analogy, like leave, leave that thing on the dresser for a bit, like make eye contact, get to know it a little bit. No, bro. No, bro. <laughs> like allow your nervous system to titrate to whatever new experience you're inviting yourself into and, and be willing to receive the sacred no from your body at any time. And I just feel like so often it's like, we're so celebrated for, for saying yes, for whatever it might be. It's like, yes, you, you took a risk on yourself. You went to that place, Woo! but it's also remembering that there's just an equal powerful celebration in the sacred no, or the sacred. I don't know. I'm not ready. I need more time. And I'm just a reminder for, and reminding myself of this as well, that it's just our own timelines are perfect and beautiful and to to honor ourselves. And I feel like in that story, I read like what I heard just again and again was like, wow, what a beautiful way to fucking honor yourself. Like in, in every step of the way in, in the yes to order this beautiful tool in the, in the yes to like be patient and have it be this like long spacious drawn out thing, but also in the experience of like having that release and that orgasm and gifting yourself permission to like savor it and like sit there with, I know for me, like orgasms used to be like, get in there, get out of there. And it's like that moment of, again, like these small moments made sacred that create a happy whole life. It's like, or we can like pause and savor and be, be present with all the sensations, whether that's the sensation of an orgasm or the sensation of sharing something online that maybe felt a little edgy, but like a magical kind of edge. It's pausing and having those sacred moments of, of celebration with self, I feel are so important. And that leads me to my last question for you, Irene, which is what do you want to celebrate about yourself today? What do you want to acknowledge and celebrate your, about yourself in this 
beautiful season. You said it earlier and it just, excuse me, resonated so deep. And it's, I'm celebrating myself for going first in so many ways and in the Vegas life that I live in my circle of friends in not knowing what the hell the coaching world was and being the first one of anybody I knew (laughs) celebrating myself for going first period Mm -hmm. the end (laughs) I'm like my soul's glowing 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 yes Irene yes and what a gift to celebrate you and witness you in that and in your willingness to go first. I just, I feel your leadership. I feel your power. I feel your grace. I feel your sisterhood and your love. And it's been such a gift to have this time together. And where can any of our beautiful listeners follow you? Is there any magic brewing behind the scenes? Feel free to share anything with us. And as always, I will have everything linked in the down there show notes. <laughs> there is something brewing behind the scenes. Think embodiment. Think embodiment. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that there. It's brewing. It's in the pot right now. <laughs> so I'm actually really excited about this shit, this upcoming thing, um, program. And it's falling together so naturally and it's evolving into something that is bigger than I expected. Um yeah, so it's also me honoring that, you know what, give myself time to put it all together because it's bigger than I expected. And um, yeah. I'm going to leave that there. Think embodiment. Mm, Yes. And of course, as I said, I'll have your Instagram linked down below. Everyone definitely be sure to follow Irene and just just like go to her page and bask in her glorious magical energy. Like I, I honestly, like I do that on the regular Irene. I'm like, you know what I want to do? I'm going to watch Irene's stories. And I like specifically seek you out to, to bask in your presence and your energy. The way they have a message. Thank you for that. (laughs) of course I love you so much thank you for spending your time and sharing your wisdom today it's been such a gift love you Michelle (laughs) my pleasure and thank you all for listening and as always if you would like to share about happy whole life podcast feel free to take a screenshot of your phone or wherever you're listening or share any takeaways and feel free to tag Irene or myself And we'll be so happy to see and celebrate you on Instagram.